It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where victory is guaranteed, with Dean, Zach, and your host, John Delaluna. Strike up the band, folks. It's week 11 of the NFL season. Welcome back to the Winning Ticket Podcast. (laughs) Zach and Dean are here, myself. We're very excited to be bringing our latest picks to you guys. And we had a pretty solid week, I think, overall. Who did? Not me. (laughs) Maybe I'm speaking for Dean and myself. We both had had two wins. I'm feeling pretty good. I went two and two with like a weird half-unit play that lost. uh, The the Bengals didn't show up. So uh, (laughs) don't worry, I'll be addressing the Bengals. And I'll also be addressing my last week. (laughs) Joe, Joe Mixon with... 30 carries yeah. in a game that they were down 49 to 13 in the final. You know what's final. crazy? The bulk, the bulk of those carries happened in the second half when they were already yeah. down 28. It's almost like you shouldn't have benched your franchise quarterback. I came on this very airwaves telling people the Bengals aren't in take mode. I was kind of thinking of the, the glimmer of hope uh, that was week one when they almost beat Seattle in Seattle. Oh, and that seems boy, like an eternity ago, right? Boy, that's a far cry from what they are today. Yeah. And yeah, I think the Bengals are officially tanking. I, uh, I, I, I still see the change to Ryan Finley... And well, you know, this is just a brief overview. I don't think the Bengals are tanking. I just think that they're a team that really—it's kind of like you throw up your hands. You just don't know what else to do. I think they're giving it their all, but their all is just not very good. But hey, we might find out more about that uh, in this week's dog pound. We'll see. We'll see. I definitely have more. Will the, the Bengals get their first win? We'll figure it out. Let's go over some of our uh, clean sweeps and bad beats. I know we've, we've each had a couple. So who wants to get us started? I'll here? go first. All right. So Zach, you went what? One and I went. One two. and three. One and three. Hey, all and, right. And for, for those keeping track at home, the hat went 0-2, oh actually. So, hat, yeah. All right, guys. So, let me just address something quickly, all right? <laughs> the hat didn't know that Matt Stafford was going to be uh, contracting, very, very true. contracting a disease. The hat had bad info. Yes. It did. The hat had bad info, so the hat will did be not singing at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. um, it did not read know, up on their Adam Schefter. I still think that if the if Stafford played, I think they would have rolled the Bears because the Bears, if you watch any of that game, will still look trash and they still let the Lions hang into the end. I was actually they cracking did. up. Oh man! And I was like, holy shit! They have a chance to yeah. tie this game. That's unbelievable, um, which is pretty cool. Bad beats. Um, once again, I'm, the Cowboys should have pushed. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a question. Mm. I know we we talked about this briefly. I mean, mm. Jason Garrett. So to recap, what happened at the end of that what game? What happened? Yes. At, uh, you you're on the what? I believe they're on the uh, 10 second or 15? And, second and two from the from the 13 yard from the line. 13 yard line mm-hmm. all game long. Minnesota's defense, specifically the line, the corners played like shit. The defensive mm-hmm. line stopped Zeke all night. And what do they do? They got cocky. They had a minute something left. Yep. They tried to run it twice and wound up losing three yards. And then your fourth down play is a little out route to Ezekiel Elliott on the yep. fucking sideline? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was blanketed. Too. I'm a Giants yeah. fan. I'm saying, what the fuck, Dallas? What are you doing? <laughs> God. It was very frustrating to watch. You know, though, it was still kind of a win-win because anytime you see the Cowboys lose, oh, of course. it warms your heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we want to provide Other than that, so. uh, the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man, is, it, is this the a, time? Should we should we bust out the Grim Reaper? We're burying the Giants, right? Really, it's it's over. They are horrible for them the rest of the season. We just their fade play them, calling right? is horrible. Their mm. defense has literally no effort. Fucking, I love. I, well, I'm not gonna say I love Daniel Jones, but he he's he's shown to be something special. Yeah, 
But, dude, you can't let Jamal Adams just dude. fucking oh, so man you like that, he dude. Called, he had to call him sir at the end of the oh, game. Oh, my God. Uh, that was embarrassing for the Giants and yeah. specifically uh, Daniel Jones. I'll what s- an absolute yeah. joke. I'll say this for, for briefly about Daniel Jones. By the way, his touchdown counter that has gone up good. to 15. Yeah, he had four last week. So four touchdowns, 300 yards. It's a rookie record. However... So he's got six games to throw four touchdowns. So we're still looking for that over. Oh, that's amazing. However, I think as much as at this point. big Giants fan, as much as I love Daniel Jones, it has to be said the turnovers are a problem. They're, and and oh, unless those get fixed, I don't trust. I'll say it. I don't trust them as a franchise guy. Yeah. It's his rookie season. He can correct it. Lamar Jackson had the same amount of fumbles. I was just about to pull yeah. that through, out through his uh, first eight games last year. Mm-hmm. So obviously, am I saying Daniel Jones is not going to be next year's MVP candidate? No. Uh, but but we're, if you draft him, he will. Be. Another <laughs> fun fact, though, about yeah. Daniel Jones is currently in a useless stat. Uh, <laughs> he is a, the third. Highest completion percentage on the play-action pass wow. in the entire league. Mm. Well, it helps when you have Saquon Barkley. And this is a right? great time for them to have a bye because Saquon yeah. has not been right since coming right. back. He's still hurt. Oh, yeah. I, so, I just think what worries me about Daniel Jones is is Pat Shermer and his development yep. because it's starting to look clear mm-hmm. and clear that Pat Shermer's not the guy for this team. He's a he's a loser. It's a bona fide loser ever since he was in Cleveland, and maybe he's better off <laughs> not being the head coach. So, so I mean that's a lot going into a yeah. bad beat for the Giants. Absolutely. So that. let me let me take fifteen seconds to say, in the words of John, division games are fucky. I took Atlanta <laughs> plus fourteen. Why didn't I bet a money line? You deserve yeah. an applause on that, that one. Was a good one. So they, Atlanta plus fourteen for two units was the only glimmering. Uh, I guess the fucking like the the bright spot in my turd week, yeah. and it was crazy because I think that's the first bet I've had all year where I literally did not have to worry after yeah. the first quarter. Yep, crazy. Like, Always they good, manhandled right? the Saints. Who saw that coming? <laughs> so, I didn't see that coming. So no so one just saw just that to coming. dive into that stat really quick, the Saints were number one in protecting the quarterback, so yep. the least amount of sacks. The Falcons were dead last in getting sacks. Yep. They came into the game with seven. They had six in that game. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. And you know what? It makes me wonder. Did the players put that on for Dan Quinn? Do they believe in Dan Quinn? They, hey. To have a performance like that, you got you got to show says something, something about I the coach. Have, That's right. I have more about the Falcons in a little bit. Cool. Um, I think this is a great segue for for me to do my bad beats. Absolutely. And you know what, friends, Roman, Romans, Roman Reigns, countrymen, <laughs> lend me your ears. I'm actually gonna forego my bad beats by you know you can hear me start screaming and yelling about Road Goff or how McCaffrey was a couple snowflakes short for for that team total. Um, I just wanted to address the overall. I want to I want to own my record and I want to stand by it a little bit. As you guys know, I'm not having a great season. I'm actually down nine total dollars in the in the big bank. That is literally plum even with just losing some money on the vig. So I just would like to, just as a reminder, you know, I could come on these airwaves and just you know be a be that that square guy and go uh, Patriots Packers. I don't care what the numbers are. Doesn't matter. I, I, that's not me. And a, as you guys could hear, I'm giving you totals. I'm giving you derivatives. I'm giving. I, I don't think we've gotten in, into props yet. But you know, we're just trying to spice it up a little bit for this entertaining audio. If you want just winners and you don't care the reason or the rationale, just either A, skip around and wait for the, the, the graphic that we post, yes. or just go play roulette because there's no method to the madness. Right. You know, so I try to bring you, and you know what, this is going to sound very, very weird because, you know, the winning is guaranteed, wins and losses matter so much, yep. but you know, I feel good if I give you some good stats with good yep. quantitative data, and they don't hit. I mean, the Panthers team total, that was bang on. Right. And, you know, just a little bit of weather got in, so I yeah. actually do consider that one a bad beat. So I look at the numbers, and I make 
decisions based on the trends. And if you don't like that, you can go fuck yourself. Hey! hey! There it is. I completely agree with you. Any one of us, any one of you guys out there could literally go to our mothers and go, who's the best team in the league? And I go, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, I know, and as a guy who's bet the Patriots a lot and have told you guys to bet the Patriots, you know, we we do want to stay away from those kind of picks that do seem easy. Yeah, you if can hear that a, from your mailman. Right. You go, hey, bud, like, or, ex- or you're ex- from your mother. Right, yeah. ex- exactly. <laughs> and we're now having this conversation, and guess who has the Patriots? Oh, well, hey, listen, I have the... Listen, I yeah. had the Patriots before the bye, and they lost to the, it, to the Ravens outright. What, so, you, I mean, it's it, nothing's ever 100% a lock. Yeah. But you want to hit on, for, for those things that you say, hey, listen, you probably know the Patriots are going to win. But did I tell you about, for me, you know, the Dolphins but, against but, but, the Colts? But break down, down the number, kind of you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, it, and you, if you notice, a lot of my handicaps, I do that. Like, yeah. I'll even give a number and say, I like it up to this amount, too, yeah. because, like, Hey, newsflash, there are formulas and calculations that I put into some of my research. So, just want to stand by that. I know some people have been uh, chirping, but not the Dean Heads. The Dean Heads have been loyal ever since. Yes. And actually, um, I'm going to go bold, and I, I am going to try to go 100% this week. I don't believe hey. I've had one since, like, week three. So, that's just something to pay very close attention to my, yeah. big, my big bank picks this week. Awesome, awesome. I want to see your big bank, too. <laughs> that's not all we want to see. I'm going to go into my clean sweeps real quick before we get a little cozier in the podcast. I just want to detail what I said about the Dolphins. Hey, just like with the Falcons, man, it feels great when you bet an underdog. They're getting a lot of points, and they just went out right. Oh, there's no better feeling, especially in the last quarter. I, For me, was a little nerve-wracking third quarter there, thinking the Colts would stage a comeback. But obviously, you settle into a position in the fourth quarter. I think the Colts, based on the game script, were oh, not going to win by over 10 either way because they were just playing for the mm-hmm. flat-out victory. Um, but I know just like Zach with the Falcons, it feels nice when you get an underdog. So, hey, Dolphins two games in a row. Could they make it three? Uh, another clean sweep that I had, my Niners-Seattle over. Thank goodness. Wow, for that first quarter yeah. there, I got real nervous. I, If you guys remember, I took the Niners over a couple weeks ago, and they burned me real badly. I think it was Niners-Rams. Mm-hmm. So another NFC West total. So that last kick to go into overtime, uh, gosh, that got me at 48. That hit the over. Um, didn't have to worry about pushing or, or overtime rules or anything like that. And I got, what a game, too. Just talking yeah. straight up X's and O's football. Some people calling it the game of the year. Yeah. Uh, Seattle and Niners. And who knows? It could be a preview of the NFC Championship for all we know. I would love to see that, um, man. I'm sure we'll talk more about them <coughs> as we go. But first, let's, uh, let's bring things down a little bit. It's time for John Asks. So now we're down, we're cozy, doing a little ASMR here on this one. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of moving and shaking here in the NFC and the AFC. I think most people would see the Patriots as the best team in the AFC. Some people might say now after Monday night, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a repeat Super Bowl potential here. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to either say yay or nay. Ravens Niners, because both of them are the Ooh. second favorite in each conference. And of course, this would be a rematch of the Super Bowl from how many years ago? Six years ago, I think, at this point? Uh, it was or 2014. Seven, 2014? Well, two, the season of 2013, 2014. So, so no, about five, actually, six years sorry, ago. I misspoke. 2012, 2013. Gotcha. That was, the, that was the Joe Flacco, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Of course, different coach uh, with the Niners now. Um, but John Harbaugh, I mean, can he go and, and win a whole nother one here? So, yeah, so they're both, if you, if you look at the future uh, odds, you have. Uh, the second favorite in each conference is the Ravens and the Niners. And I think the Niners were number one until they lost on mm-hmm. Monday night. So, yay or nay, guys? Tell me. I'm going to say repeater? nay. Okay. 
the Niners defense to me is for real. The Ravens, mm-hmm. I think that's what's stopping them is their defense is good, mm-hmm. but not great. So what do you need to see more of? I need to see... Uh, do, you th- do you not think that stopping... Obviously, you look at the Bengals game, the Bengals are shit, right? So yep. that's an easy one. <laughs> but do you think stopping Tom Brady is all that impressive? So, or maybe not. Here's the thing. I actually saw a stat on ESPN just this morning. A little bit uh, different direction here. But it said that as of this year, Lamar Jackson's ske- strength of schedule... Because uh, we're actually talking about MVP favorite between Russell Wilson and Certainly. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson... Season total is facing the 32nd ranked defensive schedule. So, in other words, mm-hmm. he's playing literally the easiest, easiest defenses in the entire league. So, for the whole season? Whole season. Wow. Yeah. Well, not ben- saying Lamar well, Bengals, Jackson's not right. amazing. You know, he looks he looks the part for sure. If you think Bengals account for two of those, Browns account for two of those. Yeah. You know, so that might be why. Yeah, but that's, I, that's important I don't know. to okay. me. Okay. The Niners have proved that mm-hmm. there are a established, well-balanced team on both yeah. sides of the ball. The Ravens, I just something about that, like, yeah. college-style offense, too, just seems, like, yeah. fluky, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I just, think, I, I'm I'm going to fade the Ravens here. Yeah, if, okay. if, if you guys recall, um, the L.A. Chargers beat Lamar Jackson in the playoffs last year, and they schemed up something brand new. They actually would run three, four sets, with mm-hmm. three safeties at linebacker wow. just to deal with the speed of Lamar Jackson, and yeah. it worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think if the Patriots play the Ravens again in the playoffs, I would be putting the biggest bet of the season on the Patriots in that game. Wow, okay. Uh, it's, you Fool me once, shame on me, that whole <laughs> moniker. Right. You cannot fool Bill Belichick twice. No, right. There is no way that... Rare. So, th- that, that being said... Um, it's actually interesting that you brought this up. Ravens versus the 49ers. It's actually a prop on FanDuel you could pick. Wow. You okay. could name the exact participants. That is plus 1,100, which is actually, I know I know you're hearing that and you're, you're thinking it's pretty steep. It's actually it's pretty not. Good. Yeah. There's a lot that needs to happen, though, that go into that plus 1,100. Of course. Of there course. are times that you could you could bet a basketball team down mm-hmm. 10 with, like, three minutes left that right. could just catch fire at 1,100. So I, I think that... Is it's a good question, it's a good thought provoking question, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think the books are actually trying to make some money off of this, certainly. And they're trying to think, hmm, let's just take the ones and twos. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I think in the AFC, I agree with Zach. I think the Baltimore defense is a little, little overrated, um, mainly because they've played some really abhorrent offenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's been a little bit a little while ago, but let's look at the Ravens versus Kyler Murray week two. He kind of mm-hmm. moved the ball wherever he wanted. Things like that kind of scare me. And of course, sure. you know, Chiefs and Patriots Let have a lot me, to say about that. When you take a stat, boys, here just gave me the list of the uh, best overall oh, defense. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, teams that have a better ranked total defense than the Baltimore Ravens, who you wouldn't expect. Ready? Mm-hmm. Denver Broncos, mm. Los Angeles Chargers. Philadelphia Eagles, Chicago Bears, Indianapolis Colts. Wow, the Colts defense. That's a surprise to me. Yeah. I actually believe the Colts have seven straight unders. Um, Their their defense is uh, pretty fantastic, and their offense is pretty pedestrian. Baltimore Ravens are the 14th overall defense. Yeah, I know that from a yards per play perspective, they were pretty Mm -hmm. so far until um, last week. And I believe uh, the Seattle game was when they turned the corner when we were all in Orlando. Uh, They really did kind of beat up on them, and that was kind of their turning the corner. Um, Hey, getting Marcus Peters on the team Mm -hmm. has definitely helped. Certainly. Um, But, yeah, I, I just think that... There's a lot that needs to happen in order for me to take this plus 1,100 prop. Gotcha. So I'd probably look at uh, look elsewhere. I mean, 
Of course, there's always that one Cinderella team that makes an upset in the playoffs as right. well. Um, yeah, they got a real test against the Texans this week too. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited that's to gonna, see that. That's going to be a big one. Do you guys take any uh, credence, any um, any respect in the what's being hailed as the three Heisman formation? I think it's Mark Ingram, RG three, and uh, I Lamar think Jackson. I think it was really cool, and yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing, and it's cool that it actually was a successful play. But uh, I don't expect to see that package again. No, <laughs> me neither. Cool. Um, it, it, it is really good for RG3 to actually get into a meaningful, well, not meaningful, but actually get into a game. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I think it gets kind of undersold that he did have a fantastic rookie year. Right. Right. And then right. he lost his knees. <laughs> yes, he did. Thanks to the Redskins. Yes. Yes. Oh, Curtin. man. Yep. Snapped him. We could, we could go Dude, on and the on. Redskins, man. What an inept organization. That's a whole nother <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Yep. So let's, uh, thank you for joining us here, and let's uh, take ourselves out of John Asks into... Big Bank Picks. Let's go, baby. Big Bank so just to update you guys, because I don't know if we've, I mean, we've kind of mentioned it sometimes, but yeah. as of now, just a reminder, we started off the year with $150 a piece. Mm-hmm. Live to date, here are our standings. John is in, has a commanding lead at 319.61. Zach, 174.54, which means I am up, but not very profitable. And as Dean said, he is down $9 at 141.36. So we're not getting killed. No. No. Me and Dean are staying afloat, and John is having John's having a fucking year. If you've been riding me, guys, I've been taking it to the promised <coughs> lands, the good old green lands he there. He really so has. So I'm me, hoping to keep that up second half of the season. So let mm-hmm. me start this off for you guys. Going simple. I've had my eyes set on them since literally last week, and we just had a conversation about how square everybody is for taking them. <laughs> fucking taking the Patriots. Minus three for minus 120, two units. Do I need to say anything more, guys? Super Bowl revenge game. hey <laughs> Fucking, I'm sorry, coming off of a bye. I know I said very similar things about the Ravens game where all Belichick's knocked me out, coach. There's no fucking way that Bill Belichick is not going to win this game. It's not happening. Mm. They're coming off of an embarrassing loss at Pittsburgh. Eagles secondary is literally trash. Their wide receivers are trash. They're going up against the one of the best secondaries in the entire league. You think Jordan Matthews is going to do anything coming <laughs> off of a fucking practice squad? Yeah, pull them off the trash heap. Like, oh, yeah, Jordan Matthews, his third stint with the fucking... Uh, the fucking uh, Eagles. Eagles. Eagles, thank you. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> right this year, Patriots have an 8-1 record, and they are 8-1 outright as a favorite. Uh, just basically, the Patriots still have the best defense, mm-hmm. still have the best passing defense. This team is just completely overmatched. Don't give any credence to it being in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Other teams, it might be a hard place to play. Not for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. No. To me, it doesn't matter where they're playing. Um, they're they're going to be looking to make a statement to show that they are for real. Mm-hmm. I think three points is a blessing. Personally, I see this more of like a six-point spread, seven-point spread. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, for the value, give me the Patriots minus three. Yep, literally. And and he makes the hot tag because I actually <laughs> have the Patriots as well. Cool. The Patriots minus three. Uh, I saw some threes floating around. Actually, if you guys listened last week, I took it live while recording. Yes. Um, or I don't even, I don't remember if the mic was on during that. No, it definitely but was. I it's, do, it's in there. I remember specifically <laughs> saying like, "Wow, I took a bet nine days before yep. it happened." So I I've been all over this. Uh, Zach honestly said it perfectly. Uh, I just have a little bit of nerdy numbers to pull in. Uh, New England sixteen nine and one against the spread after a buy under Belichick thirty. Mm-hmm. 8 and 16, that's 71% cover rate following an outright loss in his tenure. Um, Zach kind of g- gave some great stats as well. Um, 
Yeah, this is my first. This is a home run spot, and actually my first three unit play of the wow. year. I'm trying to make okay. up. I'm making up that ground. Uh, as I go. mentioned, the wide receiver situation. Deshaun Jackson is now out for the year. Kind of tried to come back a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is also out, so it's just Aguilar and Jordan Matthews. Uh, no, thank you. Ertz also <laughs> not himself. Jason Peters might be back, but at, mm-hmm. at what quality? I think um, you know the revenge game, the Super Bowl revenge game, the mm-hmm. bye week. And just after a loss, it's a trifecta of things that I yeah. really love. I, I endorse this. I didn't take the Patriots this week, and now I'm regretting it. I endorse this for you guys, and I think a baseline for all of this, too, is this is not the Super Bowl team that the Patriots faced a couple of years ago. This is a severely depleted Eagles team. This is an Eagles team now that, that I think has a little bit of an identity crisis. You don't quite know who they are. Their defense is not very good. Their offense is not very good. They're a team that just shouts 8-8, eight and eight, I think, if you just look on the page. So when they're playing this game, uh, your handicaps are all fantastic. Say no more. Yeah, also I, I would like to bring up, too, that um, I know that the Cowboys and the Eagles are kind of schedule matching right now, and everyone that reads off the Eagles schedules – they are marking this up mm-hmm. as a loss. So I think a little bit of a less of a motivational game here that the Eagles are kind of not expecting to win this game. They might come out sleepwalking. Yeah, absolutely. I'll use that as a quick transition into the other NFC East team that's currently leading the okay. division, the Dallas Cowboys. And that's part of my handicap. The mm-hmm. Cowboys, I'm taking the minus four against the Lions. Okay, at this point in time, we're recording Thursday night, November 14th. Matthew Stafford is not slated to play. He missed practice today. It's looking like another Jeff Driscoll game, and that has factored in. What is also factored in for me is the Cowboys coming off an NFC loss against the Vikings, a very potential playoff team. Now they're looking at their schedule. They're looking at their division. They're going, okay, the Eagles are playing the Patriots this week. We have to take this one. We have to win this week, and not for nothing, it's another NFC uh, opponent in the Lions, which, when it comes to tie-breaking standings at the end of the season, you want to be able to win oh, those. Yeah. So um, I think with this line, the four is a bit of a fucky number, to use that <laughs> adjective. Um, but but the Cowboys have covered their spread in the last six um, of their seven road games in November. Um, so we're dating back to even last year and, and past. Um, like I said, the Cowboys need that NFC win. Um, they're looking like the favorite to win the East, and I think Jason Garrett is probably rallying these guys um, you know, after the loss to say, listen, we have to take our division. Now, let me it ask starts you, today. Let me ask you, yeah. if Matthew Stafford does play, do you still like the four? I still like the four. Yeah, I think so too. Because Just because I don't think Stafford yeah. would be 100%. I agree. And mm-hmm. also, I think that the handicap that you gave is a pure motivational yeah. handicap and not so much of a matchup handicap. Right. I mean, um, Driscoll didn't play necessarily bad last week. No, he didn't. But at the same time, I think that the Cowboys, literally looking at the schedule, they cannot afford to lose this game. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. yeah, four, three, maybe even by a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I, I like that a lot. Tag me in! Don't ta- hold on, wait, real quick. Oh. Wait, you have the Cowboys too? I have the Cowboys oh, too! Alright, Cowboys too! <laughs> I have the Cowboys We're so prepared. Dude, this is it. This is literally, I have three notes. Driscoll is playing, Matt Stafford is dead, and the fucking Lions can't run the ball. Alright, Pete, man. This, yeah. is, this is it, guys. Like, that, this, I, th- I, actually would, I actually yeah. would be, I would stay away from this game if Matt Stafford was playing, because okay. I, then I think it makes okay. it pretty evenly matched. Um, dude, the Cowboys showed last week, they, I mean, the Vikings defense is no joke. They were right. able to go up and down the field for the most part. It's true. Jason Garrett should be looking to Crack redeem it. himself, because pretty much every single Cowboys fan and their mother is like, fucking, it's time. we yep. got to fire this man. Uh, it, it just, to me, it's just it's completely it outmatched. Like, yeah. The Cowboys need this game significantly more than the Lions do. Yep. Lions season is pretty much over. 
this to me is one of those things, kind of like the Patriots game, just a mismatch. Yep. Once they officially announce that Stafford's going to be out, this game line's going to go up to seven. Mm-hmm. Taking it at four, two units, that's yeah. all i got to say. Right, I'm grabbing it for two units too, I should say. Two more quick stats for you statniks out there. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys' average losing margin this season is four and a half. So guess Ooh. what? If they somehow lose, it's going to be in that four-point spread. Um, the Lions haven't beat the Cowboys since 2013. It's been a long time without you, my friend. It's been a while. 2013 and 2011 were the Lions' last two victories against the Cowboys. What were those scores? 31-30, 34-30. So we're talking about wow. a push and a cover. So, uh, again, love the Cowboys. Two units this week. Yeah, actually, um, here's here's a stat that uh, my, my dad's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Vikings fan, so obviously there was... Exchanges, uh, insults <laughs> being exchanged. Guys hit each other last week. Um, no, but at the at the end of the game, we both were like, "All right, that's cool." Mm-hmm. Like literally, if the Cowboys win, I'm I'm not even mad. I'm like, "All right, right. good." Yeah. But um, he said he said a, a an old man stat, and I was like, "No way." Um, the Cowboys have the number one offense. It's true. Wow. Look it up. They literally have the number one offense in football. Statics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Statics uh, are are going to blaze. Winning ticket stat boys here. Dallas Cowboys have the number one total offense yards per game at four hundred thirty-seven yep. four. The only people who are trailing them yeah. are the Baltimore Ravens at 421. Yep. Okay, and so, it's, so Ravens, it's not a huge margin. But, but No, no, hold on. Actually, I'm going to say, say that it's a bigger margin than you think because look at the Ravens' huge offensive outputs were against Miami Week 1 and the Bengals last week. Yeah, so And, and I, the Bengals the first game of the season, too. Yeah, yeah. so they right. played the Bengals twice and Miami once. So yeah. Now, granted, Dallas played Miami as well. Right. But I think that Dallas's number is actually a, a lot more impressive than... Baltimore's numbers when they agree. they won two games fifty nine to ten and forty nine to yeah. ten respectively. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think that's a good segue into my next pick because uh, who knows maybe someone will tag into this one as well. Um, I'm gonna go Carolina minus nope. the <laughs> minus the four and a half. Uh, we mentioned the Falcons and did you guys know that teams that pull an upset after being a t- more than a touchdown dog and are now on the road? All right, you guys you guys followed mm-hmm. me there. They're 5-30 and 30 straight up. I actually don't even know if this has to do with the road, mm-hmm. mainly because my notes are a jumble. But they're 5-30 and 30 straight up and 12-23 and 23 against the spread. Thank now, you. what does that tell us? Is that they had the huge emotional high mm-hmm. of beating the Saints, and it's not sustainable. Basically, this bet just hinders on this. Was a corner turned for the Falcons? I don't think so. I think it was very fluky. And actually, don't look now, but Drew Brees is 1-2 as a starter. Maybe we're hearing a little bit of the... Um, you know, where's the retirement talk coming from? Sure. I, I'm not hearing it because Teddy Bridgewater was 5-0 and and didn't lose to the lowly Falcons at home. Yes. Um, Atlanta, this is still the Atlanta team that we know. They have cluster injuries. Devonta Freeman's not going to play. Yep. Um, they're still a pretty bad defense. I always would bring up stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, sack stats. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yummy, when, I love when sack you've had, stats. <laughs> when you've had three beers. I just love sack. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, so actually, <laughs> funny enough, I, I had mentioned earlier that... <laughs> That the Falcons doubled their sack numbers yes, they did. last year, which if I woke up with double the sack numbers, I would be very scared to go to the hospital. <laughs> anyway, um, I was on Carolina last week. I, I really, you know, I had in my notes last week that Christian McCaffrey is the greatest human ever, mm-hmm. and um, he got stopped a couple snowflakes short, which was very frustrating. Yes. But yeah, and watching that game, actually, I don't know if, if either of you guys caught this, but the Green Bay got one phantom call that actually resulted in no points, but five and a half minutes of time of possession. And that was Gerald McCoy landed on Aaron yep. Rodgers, they said. Yes. He did not. And they just drove down, went mm-hmm. for it on fourth down, goal line that stop. That was justice right there. That was ball don't lie at his best. Yep. yep. And, but that 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 time chew really hurt my my team total. Right. Um, I think that the you know the, Car- the Carolina Panthers played really hard. They um, kind of hung in there with one of the NFC's best. And I think by deactivating Cam... 
they are in a good position to kind of look forward and see what they can yeah. do and see whether they can, if they can get this team in the playoffs. I think that's a real possibility. So I have Carolina minus five. I think they're all in, Dean. I this this pick is very sharp in my eyes. Um, you're you're. I'm fading, I'm fading the trend. Right. You're essentially taking what should be an overreaction. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the squares will say, oh, Falcons just blew out Saints. You know, oh, they they must they must have found their form. Again, it's a, I mean, this is still a division game. Mm-hmm. But anytime I look at uh, the Saints-Falcons rivalry, we know that. they are fucky, those division games. The Saints-Falcons rivalry has kind of, I think if you ask New Orleans fans and Atlanta fans, it's kind of taken a life of its own. Maybe like Red Sox-Yankees, mm-hmm. Giants-Cowboys there, where they really hit hard. And, you know, the Saints, I just don't think we're ready. Again, maybe a sleepwalk game. Maybe they so. say we're home. It's the Falcons. This is a bad team to yeah. do this. So the Falcons are still a bad team. This did not change my opinion of it. It was and, all effort. It yeah. really was. We and, are an anti-Atlanta podcast. We are. We are. <laughs> Even and, when they're and, good, they're bad. And the and the Panthers, like you said, for, are, they are still very much in it. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, Ron Rivera still, we mentioned this earlier, you know, podcast pass, you know, he wasn't signed to an extension. So there is a thing to think about that maybe he's playing for his job. I don't yeah. think oh, he's on the hot seat. We just said this but before we got on the air. I said that if you are a if your team has a head coach that would get hired the minute you're let go, yes. you should not fire your yeah. coach. Ron Rivera's in that and category. And Ron Rivera's Absolutely. in that category. Please bring Ron Rivera to the Giants. <laughs> I would chop off my pinky to make that happen. <laughs> Shermer's not even fired yet. Zach's already recruiting he's, he's for the job. That's right. I love it. But yeah, so th- that, that's my pick. I kind of wrapped it up. And yeah, exactly. The, the Falcons did. That's what it it teeters on that is I don't believe that yeah. the Falcons um, did something sustainable. And how many units, Dean? Oh, that is one. One unit. Perfect. Okay, I'll jump into my next one. I'll keep it within the NFC here. Um, I'm taking the Rams minus six on Sunday Night Football. Chris Collinsworth out, Michaels. Um, why am I doing this? Well, similar to what you were saying, Dean, about the Panthers and Falcons. The Bears are coming off a win. The Rams are coming off a loss. That's exactly juxtaposing mm-hmm. what you just said. Oh, yeah. Um, the Bears off a win. Very emotional. They took advantage of a uh, quarterback one-less lion squad. Yeah. Um, Trubisky still looked... He looked better, but still not where a franchise QB has to be, right? Not in year three. The Rams are coming off a pretty embarrassing loss. I know the Steelers are no pushover, yeah. but that is a game that, for all intents and purposes, they should have won. Their offense never got off the bus. Offense never got off the bus. We're now seeing Rams in Los Angeles, so we're getting a little bit of home golf, who is much better than than road golf. May, may I just chime in really yeah. quick? They had a defensive touchdown and a safety and that is nine points to their 12 that they scored total as a team. So the Rams only generated yeah. one field goal out of their entire Which is, offensive set. That's what, that's horrible. I, lo- I love the that's bounce terrible. back right here. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the Super Bowl right there, essentially, yeah. right? Three points to show for it. The Rams have covered the spread in eight of their last ten against the NFC. I know that's that's kind of a square stat. Um, here's an odd stat that I found while I was digging, and I, I don't know what to make of this, but I had to bring this up. The favorites, mm-hmm. so the last eight years... Any team that's played the Bears, who were favorites, okay. have won their Week 11 games. That is wow. the most random. That's that like, is, that's I don't like a, bet on that stat alone. Yeah. Okay? I just had to bring that up because I thought it was interesting. <coughs> Doesn't I, hurt. I like the Rams needing a win to keep up with, hey, 
we just talked about the Niners and Seahawks are pretty damn good. So if the Rams really want to keep up the, the pressure, they want to contend, they have to start stringing together some wins. And they need to do it against what is clearly an inferior opponent. Yes, mm -hmm. um, we had mentioned, uh, you know, Dean, you brought up the uh, off-mic off or on-mic that the uh, Rams are without a couple of uh, starting yeah, so, uh, offensive linemen. Yeah, so, so that so could let play me, a factor. Let me clean that up. Their sure. center actually got hurt last week. He's out for the year. Okay. Um, their starting right tackle, Rob Havenstein, is, okay. did not play. Looking like he's not going to. Um, although it does look like Gerald Everett and Brandon Cooks are both going to be back. Okay, um, I, I guess my question to you, John, is yeah. are you okay with betting the Rams with a battered offensive line. I, I think, actually, it, it's not so much the fact that they have missing offensive line. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that now they're shuffling the offensive yeah. line. I'm actually not a fan of that. And the trends right. say that that's actually a bad thing to do. Certainly. Um, so it's just something to look at. Although, the, the Bears that, injury report... That, that's probably not too great either. Um, um, Danny Trevathan, who's a linebacker, another linebacker, mm -hmm. and David Montgomery did not play. I would say that's actually big for their offense. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that in normal circumstances, it would alarm me, and it could play a factor... Um, the Rams do have a pretty good defensive line themselves, so their offensive yeah. line will have good practice against mm -hmm. the likes of Aaron Donald and, and other guys. Horrible. And Trubisky's terrible. Can't say that enough. Um, I just like the Rams. The, the, the minus six is a pretty number, as always. The Rams at home, they're in prime time. They usually show up in prime time. I'd, I'd have to run some more stats. But, again, coming off a little bit of desperation, they just saw the Seahawks and Niners put on a fucking show. Um, last week, so they're going to want to win this one, and this is, you know, this is a take the Rams, but it's against, like I said, an inferior opponent in the Bears. I don't trust the Bears at all. I don't trust their their coach or their quarterback at the moment until things turn around. Until I see it. I mean, the Bears win this game, they string the other two wins against the NFC opponents, then maybe I change my tune. But for now, two units on the Rams minus six. Love it. All right, love that. Uh, just really <clears> quick <throat> on that game too. There's something that I kind of highlighted. It's not a play, but uh, do you have any uh, inclination of the game total? I believe it's 40. It's pretty low, but then again, it's low. With, the, with the battered offensive line and the ineptitude of the Bears' offense yeah. and the Rams' offense, you see I, the Rams, I, you know, kind of hitting the ground running and blowing I, them out. I think that the Rams could actually put up a lot of points. I do. Yeah. I do see a potential blowout. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you this. Cooper Cup is not going to get zero catches yeah, in this week. Yeah, unbelievable. That, I understand the Bears are probably looking and saying, okay, if we could repeat that, I just don't think it's happening. That really burned me last week that, in DFS. That, all you fantasy guys out there, too, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. But I just I don't see that happening. I feel like just the Rams are just going to get back on track. Fair enough, man. So here's my last play of the week. I'm only doing three this week. This is for two units. I'm taking the return of old St. Nick, baby. I got the Jaguars <laughs> plus it. three return of Foles, uh, who's done actually a great job. There's been nothing coming out of the Jaguars camp about how helpful um, Nick Foles has been to the development of Garbage and Minshew and really keeping them relevant in the AFC. Mm -hmm. um, this is more so the Colts right now have the injury bug. I'm going to read you their injury report as of today. Their tight end, Mo Alley-Cox, uh, blocking tight end, did not practice. Mm. Wide receiver, Paris Campbell, did not practice. Cornerback, Pierre Desir, did not practice. Tight end, Jack Doyle, did not practice. Wow. T.Y. Hilton, did not practice. Jordan Wilkins, their change of pace third down back, did not practice. Uh, Darius Leonard is finally back to practicing. Uh, they have a safety coming back. Uh, Brissett is looking to play, but they have uh, a couple other. Malik Hooker is, did not practice. Jabal Sheard. Did not practice. That's so hard, they <laughs> are a fucking mess They're right battered. now. That they was, are battered. Long-winded, dude. Absolutely battered. I want to um, the Jags now. <laughs> it's really just more so. Once again, Jags coming mm -hmm. off of a bye, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Had a couple weeks to get back from London, recover, get their shit back together. Mm -hmm. um, it, 
to me, it's just more so the Colts are better right now. They need a fucking bye week. Yeah, and they're also um, notoriously bad at home. Yes. Yep, of course. And, uh, you know, just, I just feel like Nick Foles back. He hasn't yeah. had really his fair shot to show That's what it. he can That's do as handicap. a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more so a fade because the Colts are completely <laughs> injured. Uh, division game, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are what's what's the uh, Jaguars record? Do we know? Uh, four and five. Four and five. So they're still they're still very much in it. You know, it might seem a little bit yeah. of a long shot, but they are in it. Well, you know what, guys? I actually have more on this game a little bit later. Uh, woof woof. Uh, oh, woof, woof woof. woof. <laughs> All right. So Zach, that was how many units on that one? Two units. I'm going two units two, across the board. Two Love units. It. So that's your last. Pick. I got one that's uh, one and a half units, and um, you know, if you're Take a big there. math guy. You might be wondering what's happening in my final unit, and I'll explain <laughs> on that in a little bit. But um, I have Oakland minus 10.5, and, and it is a huge fade spot for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who, as you guys know, I backed last week with a little half unit, mm-hmm. uh, Hail Mary kind of play. And uh, what I saw out of Cincinnati is that they are tanking, and the reason for that is because, like we said off the top, is that they called so many run plays mm-hmm. in the second half. 30. Rough. Rather than okay. showing, rather than showing Crazy. some semblance of life and at least seeing what they got in Ryan Finley, they just took that option away. Um, I'm really starting to doubt. You know what's the motivation for the Bengals to go to Oakland? And you know what? Here's something I, I've kind of teased this theory out a little bit, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hammer it home. This is Oakland's last year in that stadium. These fans in in the Bay Area are die hard. They paint their faces and wear oh weird God. spiky shoulder pads for whatever reason. Some of the best fans in the league, some would say. But I will say they are moving to Las Vegas, which is not a, it's not right next door. So you know what? I think that these Oakland home games are going to be at a premium. I've been in this trend um, all the way since the beginning, and they're three and one against the spread at home. So I've been very profitable here. Um, I. Whenever I have to cover a big spread or a double-digit spread, um, I look for a couple things, right? I like being home, check. I like the extra rest, check. I like motivation. Gruden is playing for the spotlight. He wants yeah. his his guys on the highlight reel to kind of get the treatment that Lamar Jackson was getting last week by just butchering this terrible defense. And a good against-the-spread team, they're 6-3. and three. And that's another check. Their rushing, uh, their rushing numbers are great as well. Top ten in attempts, eighth in rushing yards per attempt. I think this is a a good old home cooking battering. The the weird spiky shoulder pan fans go home happy uh, <laughs> while they still have a team. Yeah, that's great. And that's for one and a half units. And you know what? I'll just I'll just completely wrap it up. Now I said off the top. I don't think I've ever gone with a clean sweep. So I am actually going to take a little bit of faith in myself, and I am parlaying all of my picks. They're all minus 110, so that payout is plus 594, and that is a half unit on that, so it's to win about $26, $27. But as you guys heard, I have a lot of ground to make up on John, so I am betting on myself to go undefeated this week, um, parlaying my picks, and hopefully... This is a trend that will yeah. um, that we could all continue and kind of move forward. I will go on record and say that I'm going to put that parlay in as soon as we get off this podcast because awesome. I'm going to root for Dean because fuck yeah. it. I want to be bathing in the riches with you. If you <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. I have a, an honest question. So for the listeners out there who, who might not be parlaying a ton, I mean, how, how often... Would you advise if you're confident? Let's say you you know you have three, mm-hmm. four picks that you really love. You say your my handicaps are rock solid. Mm-hmm. You know how often would you suggest like kind of betting on yourself there? Because you can make more money by having mm-hmm. these outcomes happen. And if you're that confident, why, I mean, why not? Okay, right. So, so welcome welcome to to Dean's Parlay School. Yeah, ready. Here's what you do. <laughs> Classes in session. <laughs> no more than three. 
if you love all four, maybe four. I could be I could be swayed on four. I've won four team parlays. I won five team parlays. Yeah. I won six, seven, eight. But it was just with, with such little very fluky sports books yeah. say that they pay out parlays typically anywhere from twenty five to twenty seven percent of the time. Okay, so you have that's to, just with two teams or just any parlay? no any, any, any parlay. Gotcha. So okay. so you. You always see like these bet slips of people going like, "Oh, it's a twenty-team parlay, and he's one right. away from the twenty million dollars." Just play yeah. the lottery if you want that. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? The, it, it's it's so it's so fluky. So yeah, the parlay school is this: you, you take all three outcomes, you bet a portion of a unit size, right? So let's just take a nice round number like ten. Let's just say I have three plays. I'll put three dollars and thirty-three cents on every single play, and then um, like a third of a unit or a half unit, maybe $5 on my parlay. Sure. So that's kind of like a nice little bankroll management yeah. tip. Um, there's also other things like round robins, which mm-hmm. are a little bit, you just kind of cover every outcome parlay. Right. So for example, team one and team three and a two team, team one and two and a two team, mm-hmm. and team two and three. But as you know, that's nine outcomes. So you have to, for a, if you did a full unit on every one, that's mm-hmm. ninety bucks out. Sure. Which some people's bankrolls they, they might shy away from that. But yeah, just um, John to answer your question, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, with respect that they pay out about twenty five percent of the time. Um, does that mean a quarter of your bet should be parlays? No, but if you have really strong feels right. on things, maybe just have them all even and then parlay it all. Yeah. Or what I see a lot of is people going, you know, one, two, and five unit plays where they stack them as. This is my favorite. This is my second sure. most confident. This is my reach kind right. of thing. Kind of so, like the plus odds that exactly. you want to right. Yeah, so um, it, it all depends on what your bankroll is and how, sure. you, how you like to manage it. But, yeah, typically, well, I mean, my, my hockey strategy is literally three teams and then a parlay, all half units on each, so it's four outcomes, yeah. two units out, and then I just watch. Yeah. That's, no, that's great. That's a great question. Thanks for taking me to school <laughs> on that one. And uh, you guys have all graduated now to parlay school. <laughs> thank hey. you. Thank you very much. Diplomas are being handed out right now. Okay, I have my last unit plays. So one unit on each of these, and I think that that covers all the big bank. Um, so I'm going back to the NFC West. I seem to like this division a lot. I think it's because, let's be honest, this in, in football, I like to watch games that are going to entertain me. Um, that's why I take a lot of overs. I don't take a ton of unders because you want to see points scored. Mm. You want to do that. Um, that said, Cardinals and Niners, we just had a great game with them, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, so they're at it again. The Cardinals only losing by three points are 10.5-point underdogs at the Niners at, uh, as one of my favorite podcasts called, the Big Bell Bottom, Levi Stadium <laughs> uh, in San Francisco. There's value. So so there's, there's value there. Um, our stat boys have crunched... Seven and three against the spread this year, the Cardinals. Yeah, the number one team in football. The number one team in football against the spread. I think the Cardinals are better than than advertised. They still are going through growing pains with a rookie coach, rookie mm-hmm. uh, quarterback. But after losing by three, you know this. And again, Niners are coming off of a loss, so they they want to get another leg up in the division. Um, this is not me saying the Cardinals can win outright, but yeah. if I see a team closing within three and I see double digits, that's that's what I like. Um, that division always plays tight. Again, you t- just last Monday you saw that um, you know uh, come to fruition. Um, the Cardinals games, every game since Week Four, have been decided by six or fewer points. The only time that that didn't happen was when they got blown out by the Saints, um, and w- which which is a different scenario altogether. So I like that going for me. And the Niners have failed to cover the spread in seventeen of their last twenty as favorites. Wow! So that's a stat wow. right there. I mean, that you're pulling a lot of games out of that one. Okay, so I just I like the Cardinals here plus ten and a half. I don't want to overthink it. I just think recency bias, you know, is definitely factoring mm-hmm. in, and I, I think that the Niners 
Maybe after Seattle beat them, teams are, you know, going to start to unfurl them a little bit. It's kind of like last mm-hmm. year with the Rams when people found out how to how to, how to to beat oh, yeah. them, you know. And again, this could still be another three-point loss from the Cardinals and we still cover. Okay, mm-hmm. one unit on that. My next unit, this one's for the Vikings fan in the room here. I'm taking the Vikings first half, so a little bit different, minus six and a half at the Broncos, okay? Oh, uh, they're home. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wrote that wrong in my notes. So even, okay. be- even better. You, I, I honestly, yeah. you know, and this might be the, the bias in me, but I am in love with that. I think that's yep. the, the perfect way to take advantage of this situation. The Vikings are great at home. Mike mm-hmm. Zimmer is the best against the spread coach in the league. Wow. Actually better than the Patriots. Wow. Um, and You're that, talking all, like all time on the Vikings? Um, since, since he took over. Gotcha. So okay. since 2014, wow, he's the yeah. best against the spread coach. And that number is just amplified when they play at home. Certainly. Yeah, I love Vikings mm-hmm. at home. This, that is why I took them. I don't know why I misread that. Um, but I, I think that the Vikings are a different team at home. Um, everything clicks on all cylinders. Cousins looks great. The defense looks even better. Um, they got a nice road win last week. Dalvin think Cook is the man who looks incredible. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's the man. He scored a touchdown in the Vikings' last four home games. I should say at least a touchdown, if not more. So I'm banking on that happening. Now, why do I like the first half? I love, ooh, such a beautiful number. Six and a half points. Okay, very <laughs> French, very beautiful. The Broncos in five weeks this year. Out of their nine games they've played, they've scored no more than six in the very first half. Um, so I think that's a pretty decent sample size for me to warn picking that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd do a homemade cake for a Vikings fan in the room. I like to root for the Vikings. I like to root for fans of uh, our friends' teams. And uh, I, I like the Vikings six and a half. I, I, I don't think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overdo it here. That's a one-unit play. So before we, before we descend into the, uh, the den of dogs here, <laughs> let's just round rob and go over our big bank picks with the unit plays. Pats minus three, two units. Cowboys minus four, two units. Jags plus three, two units. And by the way, shout out to the hat. You fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no hat this week. Like I'm he's noticing. not even wearing a hat. That's no how hat mad he is at that. I have uh, the Carolina Panthers minus five for one unit. I have the New England Patriots minus three for three units. My biggest play on the podcast this year so far. I have the Oakland Raiders minus ten. For one and a half units, and that's... Oh, and then I have that all parlay parlay. for a half unit there. Perfect. I have the Vikings, minus six and a half in the first half for one unit. My other unit play is the Cardinals, plus ten and a half. Two units, Rams, minus six. And two units, Cowboys, minus four. Victory will be guaranteed this week. I could feel it in my bones. I feel good. I got the the tingle. Nice. Uh, I think we're we're going to get this one going. The Dog Pound. Woof, woof, motherfucker. Here we go, baby. <laughs> I swore off this team. Oh, no. But I fucking couldn't resist looking at the line. Give me the Jets. Too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jets plus 120. Um, you have a great poker face. <laughs> oh, God. It's, I'm, I'm actually like, I think I just threw up my mouth in a little bit. Um, <laughs> this is not an overreaction to the Jets win. This is the Redskins are awful. The Redskins' whole offense re- revolves around them attempting to run the ball. Uh, they get Darius Geis back. Oh, joy. The fucking three-headed monster of Adrian Peterson, who's a fucking a ticking time bomb. Darius Geis, who will probably tear his ACL again. And Chris Thompson, who literally you sneeze on him, and he breaks his bone. I think he's still injured. He's literally like the dude from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. I fucking wake up and my legs break because I made a glass. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That was a very bad impression. Great episode. Um, dude, this is literally just like... 
the like if they have to rely on Dwayne Haskins to pass the ball, yeah. that's it. The Redskins don't have a backbreaking defense. Yeah. I mean, I I compare the Redskins to the Giants. Look what the Jets just did to the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. End of discussion. Plus one twenty. Give me the Jets. Are we surprised the Jets are getting points here? Because I certainly am. The Redskins yeah. are terrible. I think what it is is the the books are reacting yeah. to the fact that once Darnold came back, they weren't much better. Gotcha. Um, I mean, and I hate to say it, beating the Giants isn't necessarily a notch in the belt. No, mm-hmm. certainly the Giants not. Are a pretty bad team. And, and plus, there was a the Giants really, are only one game better than the Redskins anyway. Right. You know. Um, and I, also, I think the home field has to do with it. Um, sure. Lest we forget that the Redskins got a cover against the 49ers because it was monsooning. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what the weather's oh, going to be like. but it's I remember. To, something to look at. Yeah, I had them, uh, what, plus or minus 10 and a half. Yeah. And I think the, only... They the lost 9 nothing. I think. Yeah, the game total like was like that. 9. Yeah. It was 9 and a half, and I had it at 10 because oh, I got it late. Yeah, oh, yeah. We were in Orlando. Yeah, and I was watching it. <laughs> it's an old bad B. We're moving yeah. on, though. Oh, we're yeah. moving on. Um, here's one that, that Zach talked about earlier that I really loved. Um, I have the Jaguars plus 125 coming off a bye. If I told you when Nick Foles broke his collarbone or clavicle or whatever the hell it was, that the Jaguars would go 4-5 and five in his absence and still be alive in the division and in the AFC wildcard spot and have real playoff chances in their sights... I, I would have taken that if I was a Jaguars backer, hands down. But let's not forget that their their regular season win totals was only eight. And they got half of that with Minshew. Now they're getting the guy back. I mean, you have to take every assumption that you had about Foles and just apply it now in the middle of the season to a banged-up Colts roster. The fact that that's exactly what Zach just said. I think that division games are fucky. I'm going to forego the three points, and I'll just take a money line. Jags plus 125. Lock it in. Yeah, I like that a lot. Who we got, John? All right. So, contrary to to what one of us has said earlier, I feel like I don't intend for this to happen, but I feel like my underdog always goes against one of your guys' big bang picks. Okay, so oh, don't do it to me. I'm choosing, and this is I backed a, a winless team previously, or I sh- maybe a one win team. I'm going with the shit Cincinnati Bengals on this one. Literally, no chance. If you want to make a side bet, I will. I will do that. I will. You know what? Well. Let's do a side bet. We'll yeah. do a half unit. Name, You're taking the money line. Yes, money name, line. Name your price. Against <laughs> Against the Raiders. Against the home. Raiders at home. I will tell you this. And this is <laughs> this is, listen. <laughs> listen, this is this is dog pound. This is not big bank, so I get to be a little bit more I think a little yeah, bit yeah. more loose on this one. Yeah. But let Dean, can you tell me the last time the Raiders actually beat the Bengals? Um, no, but I don't, I would argue that that doesn't necessarily matter. It, it doesn't, but... Yeah, well, what year was it? It was probably like 2016, and that's 10 coaches ago. It was 10 years ago, 2009. Yeah. It's not a whole lot of games, but... Yeah, I don't think that matters. This is a game that, that the Bengals have scored, the la- their last three wins, the Bengals have scored 30 points or more. Mm. I think, again, Statnicks, you heard my stats before, I gave you numbers. Now listen to me on this. The Raiders are due for a horrendous, is John Gruden actually the right guy for this team loss? And what better way than to do it at home against a winless Bengals team that that must be at this point after going shamelessly embarrassed to the to the Ravens last week. Has to they just have to find something. I don't think the Bengals are an 0-16 team. I don't. I think they've gotten a lot of bad luck their way, and and they they've failed to put it together. But this, for some reason, and again, this is my this is my dog pound pick. You know, we're having fun. I just think that, that it's like I see the headline. 
I see the headline All already. Right, I'm your is Gruden the right guy? Let's go five and five for the for the Raiders. What, what is your what is your side bet here? Um, half unit. What, literally whatever John wants. I will bet I a half would, unit. I would bet my life and soul that the Raiders win this game outright. Okay. So I this, I will go as far as to say the the Bengals have no chance in this game. Sure. Let's, so let's, we're doing we'll a put, half unit, and you're literally just not even giving the points. You just money straight up, on, straight up money line. The, the pure hubris of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's make it... Listen, my, my dick uh, is large right now. Add, add some zeros onto that. And, <laughs> I am... Would you do it for a unit? I would do it for 100 bucks. I would do it for 300 bucks. There's no chance. Let's let's make, let's make it one unit. Okay. Abs- let's, let's lock it in. Zach, you want this? So what? I'm giving you guys a unit if uh, I lose, and you guys give me a unit each of you? Yep. Yeah. But right. out, outside of the big banks. So yeah, of course. The, of course. the, the real yes. banks. Yeah, in the real So line. all they have to do is win money line. Yep. Okay. But for for those keeping track at home, this <laughs> might be the most aggressive Big Bang I've ever seen. The Bengals are plus four seventy, and the yes. Raiders are minus six hundred. And John just offered us even odds. Yep. That is. This in is... calculation. That's like a twenty point teaser. <laughs> Listen, every week. Love it. At, as they say in the NFL, any given Sunday. Fucking John has that John luck, though. I will say, it feels I like I do. You I guys, care, ah, you guys read the standings. Three hundred nineteen dollars. You know, I chose the Dolphins. I believe when they were winless, I chose their first win of the season. So, you know, uh, maybe it's a little luck, or maybe my luck wears off. I will say one I, unit, though. I will say, if you have John luck, you go take that to a roulette wheel. I have actual <laughs> stats and figures. I don't see it happening. Oh, of course, outside of like a David Carr or not David Carr, Derek Carr injury, but even that. Right, I mean, I'm not, but I'm not banking on injuries. Either, yeah, you know? I, I, I don't see it. I literally I just, don't see them moving the ball. Okay. Uh, One I unit. Am, Let's get frisky, boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, this newfound <coughs> wow. unit I'm going to have. All right. Actually. So next week, our dinner will be paid for by John. Yep. And we will we be recording nice, fat, and happy, or fatter and happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're not including Big Bank at all. I don't get even like a half unit from you guys. I feel like I should no. get a unit from each of you if they win because this oh, would you, be a huge. If you want to also put in some some. Uh, See, if you were smart. Yeah, you would. You would do. You would have points. said, "Here's the deal." Yeah. If Bengals win outright, I'm getting two units where you guys only get one. But you already decided it's to so generously give us a unit each. So I hope for your sake that maybe yeah. uh, next week you're gonna open up the podcast laughing hysterically at us. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm honestly, hoping so too. I'll take my odds all day. Yeah. <laughs> we. <laughs> We give you guys so much fun, so much to work with. Victory is guaranteed here on the Winning Ticket Podcast. Unless you're John, laying fucking money hey, on the bank. Ah, if you three. really believe that, you should take it right now in your, in your sports book. It's almost 5-1. to one. I have taken it in my sports oh, book. No. I bet a half unit on it. Wow. So right. it's there. Like I said, $319. Need I say any more? Until next week, guys, let's go Bengals, and let's go all the teams that we picked. Um, guys, follow us on the Winning Ticket Podcast on Instagram and Winning Ticks Pod on Twitter. Um, we, you can see our, uh, our live stats and our live picks. And uh, keep on listening. We'll see you next week. Okay.